Good morning and welcome to another episode of Josh and Pat. I'm Joshua Klein, joined by Patrick Cassett. And after two years of trash talking, and will they, won't they, Jake Paul finally faced off against Tommy Fury, and the result was pretty boring. Uh, but in the end, Tommy Fury edges over Jake Paul in a split decision, and now everyone's wondering, will there be a rematch and will anybody care the second time? Patrick Cassett, what did you think of this fight? And do you think there'll be another? Josh, let me put it like this. Jake Paul's boxing career is dead. You can't lose to Tommy Fury, right? So you strategically have mapped out all these opponents that you should beat. And yeah. then when you lose to the opponents that you should beat, it, it really really doesn't work. So you're work saying well that, for you. yeah, uh, here's what I'll say. Uh, I think out of all the fighters Jake's fought, Tommy Fury was clearly the best fighter. That being said, considering that he was a boxer, yeah, he was. He was well, a- that being said, it was a terrible fight by Tommy. It was very ugly by him and ugly by Jake. Like, I think that was Jake's worst performance. But I also and I think that was Tommy. Like, I don't know if that's Tommy's best performance or not. Either way, Josh, I feel boxing, like an idiot. Boxing purists are mad. Influencer boxing fans are mad. It feels like nobody's happy walking away from that fight. Josh, I feel like an idiot because I was buying into the whole like Jake Paul. He could he could actually be a real boxer. You know, he might actually do this thing. Yeah. And then I'm just an idiot. I actually here's the thing. I still think Jake can box better than he showed up yesterday. I think well, Jake, but that's not because I think I, we, I think we've seen Jake. Do right. some things that I'm like, hey, listen, for a guy who's never boxed his, and hasn't been boxing his entire life, he's done some good things. I, I will say, um, if there is a rematch, and I think I'm expecting there to be a rematch because it is there is a clause in the contract that the loser gets to you know ask for a rematch if they so desire. And I think if there is a rematch, should we expect the same old, kind of the same thing that we saw yesterday, or will we expect one of them to take a major leap in their game? I'm not sure. Josh, I mean, like, let's put it like this. They're going to do a rematch, and I don't think that many people are going to care because part of it is Jake Paul was undefeated, right? Ha- so Tommy Fury, he is, is – wasn't he on Love Island? Whatever. Was Reality he? star Tommy Fury, okay? He's got to be feeling great this morning. Tommy but- is definitely Tyson's brother, right? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So how terrible do you have to feel if you're Tommy Fury and it's like, hey, you know, my brother Tyson, one of the the great probably it's going to be in the conversation for one in some people's mind. He's in the conversation of like top five heavyweights of all time. And uh, and I'm here like just barely beating Jake Paul split decision. That's got to be tough for Tommy. I don't know. Spin zone. Some people would argue that Tyson being so good put Tommy over the top. Tommy's nothing without Tyson. I mean, I you could say that, but it still sucks for him because it's obviously the, it would suck that to be nothing without your brother. I, I would say I, is the is the overall message there. So, Josh, as as a a Paul, I don't want to call supporter, but a Paul follower. Yeah, I'm a, I would say a Paul follower for Jake specifically. Right. right. Why was this fight at five o'clock on a Sunday? That's great. Well, it was in the UK. 
So I think that they just have a different time zone there. It was terrible. I, I, I texted and, and people in my family, they gave me heat for it. I texted them about like uh, 2 p.m. I said, hey, like, you know, lights <laughs> on tonight. If uh, if you guys want to get some food, I'll make I'll make some snacks if you guys want to watch. And then I like I go to double check what time it was, and we were like in the second round. And I was like, oh shoot, it's it, never mind, it's on right now. I didn't like <laughs> I had no idea. And I and I'm somebody who like actually like is like pay attention Paul, more Paul than Paul. some people. So I I can imagine the amount of people who probably turned on their TV at like 10 p.m. last night, you know, getting ready for that fight. I feel like it has to be surprising amount. So does the rematch happen in the United States or the UK? Uh, well, I think if Jake won, it would have probably definitely been in the United States. Now I feel like, does he have the right to have it in the U.S.? Well, and that's the other thing is you got to remember that Jake Paul, you know, still undefeated on American soil, right? So maybe he's just not an international fighter. That's a great point. That's a great point. Listen, a lot of people cheer. Drake lost a lot of money. Apparently, Drake publicly put a lot of money on Jake. I know. Should we, should we be having Portnoy, a discussion? Should we should we be having a discussion about Drake? Does Drake have a gambling problem? I think he might. I think Drake has a very bad gambling problem. Um because he's not good at gambling either. That's but that's also but thing. is it a gambling problem if you have can't afford to lose it? You know, that's like if I went to the arcade a bunch and like was just spent a bunch on like playing the little games and I was like, Oh, this is fun, you know. I it's like, do I have an arcade problem? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I'd probably, I, I would go, probably I go to the arcade, arcade problem because you're an adult <sighs> oh. at a kid's arcade. Okay, what if I was a kid then? Okay, if I'm a kid and I'm going to the arcade a bunch, you know, do I have an arcade problem? I think I just like the arcade. Well, then I, then I, I would spin zone that as why do your parents keep taking you to the arcade? Do they have an arcade problem? Uh, well, he might have a gambling problem. I think he's pretty open about it. Um, <laughs> I think he should be more concerned about his killing problem, though. We're going there. No, I'm not. I'm not going to go there. I don't want this episode to be blacklisted. But uh, yeah, so so we'll see who wins the next fight. I, I'm. I think it could be an entertaining fight, or it could not be. Will anybody care? I don't know. Is this going to be one of the great? If if Jake wins, do we get a third? It's like, is that what we get to look forward the to? Trilogy. The, tri- the, the trilogy. The trilogy. An all-time trilogy of Jake Paul yeah. versus Tommy Fury. Um, speaking of all-time moments, Damian Lillard dropped 71 points against the Rockets. Um, this is a, I mean, if you were a Rockets fan, you go, of course. Of course, somebody dropped 71 on us. Rockets are absolutely awful. And it's crazy to think how far they've fallen because literally like five years ago, I mean, they were great. They were a great franchise. Um, Damian Lillard, Lillard, though, trying to keep the NBA alive in this act, trying to say, hey, you know, good things are watch the NBA. Cool things are happening for me. It's just not enough to make me turn on the TV. Patrick, what were your thoughts on the Dame? 71 point game like Damian Lillard but nobody cares oh, no one cares I I'm I hate to say it that's tough I really wish I and like and listen 71 is a feat you know that's a lot now if LaMelo Ball dropped 71 I'd be screaming through the microphone this morning 
but like but like my thing is it's like the the modern era that we have here with the nba is people are going to score a lot of points and i'm not taking anything away right it's still a feat whenever you drop 50 60 71 in this case but this should be a bigger story and it's not it's well, not because we don't, don't we don't care the problem is is when the nba players don't care about the regular season why should i as a fan care about the regular season yeah doesn't it feel like we just this you know we know the teams that are going to be sorted in the playoffs like at, like at, like right now it's like okay well, okay well i it's pretty much set like here's what's going to happen well and the other thing is like i've heard a lot of other people talk about with the nba it's you don't see first round upsets like you don't see like a 6 seed taking out a 3 seed well cuz right? it's seven like, games so or, or so it's like when you have a series and i like you go across seven games generally the better the team's going to win the better team's going to win it's that's how it goes well, so, so you look at like I mean, because listen in the NFL, for instance, in March Madness, like in March Madness, a, we've had, we've seen one time a sixteen seed upset of one, right? In a seven game series, that sixteen seed would lose probably most the times. Rest of the most times. times, if they played seven games, they'll play they lose seven. If they, I'm, I know they would never play. They they would never lose win another game. If they won one game, that's it. They're probably losing by forty the next one. So that's just how it goes. You give it enough. You give it multiple games. The better team's gonna win, and that's why in the NBA, it's like you're right. We'll never see an upset like that. Like it'd be so hard for an upset to happen because a team would have to literally just like show up and have like four mini upsets. And like the thing is, is like Damian Lillard dropping seventy one. Is like showing up to your office job and just being really good that day. Like you're you're not getting anything special. Yeah. And arguably, it's like, hey, I mean, you're not even close. You're saying like, oh, we score so many more points now. I'm saying we score less. Like I think this is a feat because back in the day we had Wilt. So, you know, right? We're actually scoring less points. We're scoring less points. So does the honestly, NBA have a scoring problem? <laughs> does the I think the NBA. Might need to step it up. I think they're playing a little bit too much defense. They these guys these guys can't uh, can't compete. Well, and that's a, and that's the problem is when you got you got Will Chamberlain who's dropping one hundred. You know Damian Lillard. You know he's he's doing all he can just to get seventy one. Yeah. So you're still you're still only thirty points away. That's tough. That's thirty tough points. That's is what a people are averaging these days. So this is what I think we need to do, Josh. Is we don't have enough people scoring hundred points. So yeah. I think we need to. Just stop playing good defense. I think yep. we need to expand the time in the game. So if you are at 60 points scored, there's going to be an extra fifth quarter at it. Yeah, that's good. Right. I mean, I think or for every point for every basket you score, additional time is added to the clock. And so Correct. it's like, you know, you've heard of the Elam ending, but well, but but is- also, but that's only for your team. Um, and so, like, so you say at the end of the game, you might have two minutes extra time on on the clock. Other team has no extra time on the clock, and you just get two minutes to just layup lines. And layup lines, right? Because the the defense was too tough. Yeah, exactly. So you got to give them the free pass. I agree, Josh. Uh, so LeBron James got hurt. Is this a storyline from every other week in the NBA? Yes. Is this something we're going to cover? Absolutely. LeBron James' um, foot is hurt now if you guys remember the last time we talked about the show it was his finger from the all-star game uh which 
as we know, we've already given our take was um, just a disgusting form of basketball where the players were just playing a little bit too hard. Um, mm-hmm. Not in my all-star game, but now LeBron James is having a foot injury. Um, probably going to sit a bunch of games. Does this mean something? Well, actually, in this case, it actually might because after pretty much changing their entire roster, the Lakers were looking not half bad. That they, they looked competent. Something we couldn't say about this Lakers team prior to, like, today. Right. So, LeBron, he gets the foot injury. And the problem is, is like, I, I didn't realize that Kings get hurt. And some are wondering whether LeBron is really the king. Oh, is wow. he the king of L.A.? Is he the king of Cleveland? Is he the king of Akron? Nobody knows where this guy's actually from. Yeah. How, how do you become a king, by the way? Do you got to be like... Uh, I think he was self-proclaimed. Well, don't you have to... It's not like you're, when you're knighted, you got like a queen does the thing. But like, don't you have to like get some sort of like ceremony to become a king? I don't... And I don't remember LeBron ever having a ceremony, Josh. I don't either, which is why I'm questioning the legitimacy of his kinghood good question yeah well that's gonna be tough how how long does he expect to be out though patrick do we know josh we don't know it's too early to tell and Mm -hmm. and that's the problem is when you're a 38 year old you know the body just doesn't heal as fast you know so we're gonna have to see lebron you know he called these last remaining 23 games the biggest most important games of his life so if we're talking about a king that really cares for his kingdom He'll be back out on the floor. Yep, hopefully so. Uh, Moving on to NFL news. The Bears are trading the number one pick, probably, is what Adam Schefter is reporting. Right. Um, I think we all kind of assume this was going to happen when they have a dynamic quarterback who they think can be a franchise guy. Right. Most of the people who, you know, are there's a there's like a handful of teams there who want a quarterback and so therefore the bidding on those first few picks could be high because everyone's like hey listen there's only about in in a, many people's eyes i feel like there's only a, a very few quarterbacks in this this draft class that people feel like can do something it's not a very strong quarterback class uh, aside from maybe three three guys right and so, so People are going to try to trade up, and that's what the Bears are thinking. They're like, hey, how much can we get for this? And and the thing is, is you, you generally are looking at a team that it's probably going to shock you when they trade up to to one, right? It's always – it's never like, oh, that's the team that we expected, you know, was going to trade up. And when you start looking at the draft order, you start going, well, Seahawks are at five, right? They got the pick from the Broncos. Well, they trade up for a quarterback. I know that they want to, you know yeah. – but they didn't Gino, but they they got Gino though. So, right, you start but looking they, at they it. They probably want they probably want somebody to to develop behind Gino for a while. You know, let Gino be a mentor, kind of a Jordan Love situation. Right. <laughs> you know, Gino's such a great guy, but you start looking at well, okay, Las Vegas Raiders are at seven. Mark Davis, you know, we've talked about his girlfriend status. He seems like he's a big splash guy. Would he try to go number one? Uh, he could. I mean, I think that uh, they don't have a quarterback right now, so that tells me they need a quarterback. Right. And there's only two ways to get a quarterback. You can three ways to get a quarterback. You can trade for one. 
draft one, or acquire one in free agency. Yeah, so it, it, when you look at it, I, I just don't understand who's going to – I mean, obviously there's going to be a team that's going to trade up. But yeah. who do you even take number one? That's the problem. Is you, There's no solidified guy that's like, you have to take this guy at number one, right? There's no Andrew Luck in this draft. There's no Peyton Manning or whatever. Well, Peyton yeah. Manning didn't even go I mean, one. We don't even know who the, the first quarterback taken off the board is going to be. Well, some are saying Anthony Richardson now, Josh. Which, by the way, how did that happen? Like, how did Anthony Richardson all of a sudden, like, it was, it was Bryce Young forever. CJ Stroud. And then it, it was Bryce Young, yeah, one, CJ Stroud, two. And then somehow it's like, it's like, oh, like, you know, uh, Bry- Bryce Young is, uh, is two now. But no, no, it wasn't CJ Stroud leapfrog him. CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud's actually now three. Somebody leapfrog both of them. It's like, wait, some, some are even saying CJ Stroud's still two. Bryce Young's down to three. No, and way. you're like, <laughs> what? And you're like, well, where does this come from? It's like the combine hasn't even happened yet. This is like all in people's brains. <laughs> like people formed. We watched an entire fo- college football season. People formed their opinions, and then without having watched any more college football. People's opinions, like which were set in stone, just completely just flip flopped in a second. How does that happen? I have no idea. Um, and so now you're right. I have no idea who's going to be drafted number one. I have no idea who's going to be drafting number one. Like even if, like for instance, the Colts tomorrow traded for the number one pick. No, I clue. don't know who they're taking. Can you imagine if this is all like a, the Bears just uh like they're just trying to in people's heads they're thinking uh, everyone's like oh man somebody's somebody's gonna trade somebody's gonna make a trade and then they don't make a trade with anybody and they draft a quarterback and screw up every single person's draft boards well it would also just be very funny if like and then they they trade like uh they trade their guy to the ravens justin fields might be okay with that um so it would be very funny if the Bears just like actually aren't getting any calls about the number one pick, and they're just like, "Yeah, you know what? We're getting, We're getting a lot of calls. A lot of people it's like awesome. it. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you got to play the one thousand IQ. Well, that's a lot, what a lot of people, a lot of teams do. It, it, we live in a world now where everything that's ever reported, we can question whether it's true or not, and that's just how it's going to be forever. I still, I still can't believe Anthony Richardson's the number one, like, well, like potential to go number. I'll be honest with you, Patrick. I didn't really, I like if you told me before I looked him up on this show, where like, hey, where did Anthony Richardson play? I would've been like, somewhere down south, like one of those, one of those schools down there. That I, I wouldn't have known. You, you still, you still don't know. Florida Gators. There you go. Boom. I know now. I said it before I look. I looked it right, up. Now. I was just no, no, no. But, but I was I'm saying, but, you. but I'm saying now it's like, like, but pre this show, I, I mean, I wasn't wasn't hundred percent sure. I was, I didn't I, know. Josh, I'm going to be completely honest. I sat there and I watched Anthony Richardson on week one. And you beat, said this guy's going to be number one draft pick. Well, he beat he beat Utah, and I said this guy might win the Heisman. I said this guy this guy looks good, and then it was about five weeks later, and I realized, yeah. So they're a seven and five team. Yeah, so that's cool. It's probably not going to win the Heisman on seven five team, but you could be you could be uh, number drafted one, number, number one. one. <laughs> so it's so good for hey, good for him, good for well, him. Would you would you rather be Stetson Bennett and be a finalist for the Heisman 
and then cool. maybe get drafted in like the fifth round. That's or which that's rather be such Andy a great Richardson. point. What is like the Stetson Bennett treatment is so funny because Stetson Bennett, you're right, was a Heisman finalist, two time national champion, and like, and he's not even he's not even in the conversation. Like he's not going to dra- get drafted in the first round. No, and well, let me put it like this. I mean, Stetson Bennett, you know, he has been arrested. Did get the did did get the public intoxication. I'm I'm a little scared for him to interview with these teams, and that's that's all I'm gonna put out there. Interesting mm-hmm. guy. Well, well, that's tough. And, but we also know, you know, most of his success came from Ravens offensive coordinator Todd, Todd Munkin. Exactly. So, so some some people are calling him a system quarterback. System quarterback, you know. And we get the system now. So guess what? We're going to, I mean, Who's we're just going to, and we're going to forget about the Buccaneers. Yeah. We're just going to, what? Oh, no, 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 Josh, I'm going to have selective memory about the Buccaneers. Oh okay? my gosh. Jameis Winston was throwing so many touchdowns. And Ryan Fitzpatrick. They were both top 10 guys. Oh yeah. They had two top 10. He made two top 10 quarterbacks. Dude. And you know how it goes. You know, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Well, you know what? It sounded like Munkin could have had three. Yeah, so that seems like a great situation there. We'll see where where um, our boy Stetson ends up. If I had to guess, he's he'll be a a, a very good backup for like a few years somewhere, and then just like has to try to find like a like Bill Belichick, someone like that to like hang around and get like the third string job every preseason. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that'd be interesting. Um, moving on to a different brand of football, but less than or equal to Lee entertaining. Really? At moments, it's very entertaining. At moments, I'm not, I'm, it's not as good. Um, uh, but the XFL, I watched, uh, my Houston Roughnecks win last night and uh, it was a tight match. Okay. Nobody's, there's no way around it. Um, we were playing Arlington, and Arlington's good. They were 1-0 and coming into the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put up a tough fight, but at the end of the day, when you're going against two dynamic quarterbacks, it's it's hard to win. I mean, Silvers, man, he can chuck that ball. He's just he's throwing lasers. Did you watch the same game I watched? He couldn't well, hit. He couldn't hit anyone down the field plus thirty yards. He was just throwing bombs down there to no one. Yeah, he was throwing bombs though. Yeah, keyword. <laughs> he was throwing bombs. You, you, you want to know the stat line on the Silvers guy? Okay. He went fourteen for twenty-eight. <laughs> yeah, because he's chucking it. Yeah, he can't. Like, like it, the Roughnecks would have won by thirty if he could have just completed now, pass there, past now listen, twenty yards. There, what? He, he did have some wide open receivers. He did overthrow. He's just getting used to the timing because he's used he's used to NFL caliber wide receivers. They're a little bit faster. Um, well, and you also you also got to think you know he's coming off the long winter. It's starting to get a little warm outside. He's down in Houston. You know it's probably a little bit humid down there. He's probably not balls used to the air. Balls probably traveling a little bit further. Yeah, yeah. He's just not used to it. So it's just he's got to get adapted to it. But okay. and the thing is, he doesn't even have to perform in the red zone. He just has to get us there because we got a guy for the red zone. Um, I, McDonald, I believe. No, wait, no. Oh for uh, one, oh for one on the day. Yeah, McDonald. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't have to throw the ball 
at all. He just goes to the red zone, hands the ball off, and then sometimes he'll run the ball. And uh, and we get the job done. And our defense, our defense is scary. Now, that game kind of came down to a penalty. It because uh and it Silver's threw an interception, bad interception. You can't throw an interception when he did. It was it didn't matter because there's penalty on the defense on the play. Right. It was kind of a ticky tacky call. Some people are gonna bring that up. A win's a win. I feel good about it. I think moving forward, we're still the number one team in football. Silver's right. He does need to protect the ball a little bit more. But if he just I mean, if he starts just completing a couple more of those passes with his arm, it's gonna be a good thing. We got a good thing going. How's Look, the uh, how's the DC defenders? DC weekend? defenders also two and I still got the roughnecks up there. Uh at number one, they're going to be at the top of the power rankings this week. Spoiler alert. They beat because they beat a good Arlington team. I, I think solid. if you look at take away that game, like I will say, I have a lot more respect for Arlington than, and they're kind of like our rivals, you know, right? It's an in state, in state thing. And, you know, we share a lot, you know, we share hotel rooms. Um, so big rivalry game. And, and so, but Arlington's tough. And I'll give them Well, and respect. I just, I just want to point out that the defenders go on the road to Vegas. Okay, look like they're playing in a Dollar Tree stadium, and they only give up six points. People laughed when I compared them to the '85 Bears to the 2000 Ravens, but this DZ Defenders defense is legitimate. Okay, seems so, seems legit. So when you can go on the road to Vegas, and everybody knows there's a little bit of trouble in Vegas. You know, you send the boys out there week two after a win. You know, boom, they they stay, they stay. Locked in and focused. It's nice to it, look, and we're bringing the lemon party back to DC this Sunday. That's good for you guys. I I, I think it's going to be interesting. You know, great story. Also, Bat- the defenders. Well, I just want to say real quick, the defenders. We have our own McDonald's. We have De'Ara King, Miami legend. He mm. he didn't even try to pass the ball, Josh. He just runs it in. Yeah, but do you, listen. Here's the thing. The question is: Is 18 points going to be enough to beat a team like uh, a team like the Roughnecks? But but we didn't have to play the Roughnecks, Josh. Eighteen was good enough yesterday. Okay. Okay, you're right. Uh, Battlehawks, by the way, Battlehawks are quickly becoming a fan favorite after the um, just emotional story of uh, of their quarterback name, AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron, former Alabama quarterback, national championship champion, I believe. Uh, he, listen, he took a he took a pay cut. To play in the XFL just so his his sons could see him play. That's, I mean, that's cool. That, that's an emotional story. People are Wait, people. Hold up. What? A former Raven, Brett Hunley, started for the Vipers the other day. Oh wow! So not not Tyler, not to be confused with Tyler Huntley. Yeah, Huntley. This is Brett Hunley. That I don't think anybody else other than me cared about that, but that yeah, was that was that's that good like, for you. Whoa. Yeah. So, okay. Moving on uh, to NASCAR, the uh, the boys head west to um, to Auto Club, and uh, and it's not a super great track. That's not my not one of my favorite tracks. It's it's one of my favorites. Was it Kyle Busch wins? 
uh, getting his first win in, uh, in a new car. He's only had two races in a new car, and people are calling Joe Gibbs clowns for letting him go because clearly he can still race. Yeah, here's the thing. He had the best car yesterday. Arguably was the best driver in the field yesterday. Watch out for them. What was interesting about yesterday's race, and I got into a whole like Google search thing last night okay. before bed, is I I just didn't know it could snow at the club. It snowed there on Saturday. I didn't know that either. So I'm so I'm arguing that maybe all NASCAR tracks should have snow the day before a race. Why? Because did you see the mountains in the background? It looked awesome. Okay, so that's some more of an aesthetic reason. It's an aesthetic. It's an aesthetic thing. Yeah. I don't know if it has any better racing, but aesthetically, it looked really cool. Yeah, I you know, listen. I was kind of checked out of that race. I my guy, my pick of the race was Kyle Larson and he was like in the garage by the second lap with engine troubles. Uh, Tough look for him, which is by the way, you know, two weeks in, you know, no points, just not how you want to start the season. You're Kyle Larson. Now he'll, he'll get a win. So he'll be fine. Like he shouldn't be, he's not going to be too concerned. I feel like when it comes to uh, the chase, but or playoffs? Do we call it the chase anymore? It's playoffs. It's playoffs yeah. now, Josh. Yeah. Okay. I still like the chase. It's a good name. The chase was like, like back in the day. It was like you know you throw it on. It's 2010. It was like welcome, welcome to the Dover race. It's part of the Sprint Cup for the chase. And you're oh, like, absolutely. Oh. You're like that sounds that sounds really official. Yeah, and but it's like uh, playoffs. It's like okay, standard. Yeah, whatever. playoffs is kind of. You're right. It's a little bit more tame. Chase is like that's exciting. Uh, but anyway, the playoffs like. He'll, he'll be in the playoffs, but people are, act, I mean, drivers seem to care about playoff points early. Like, and I think, because it's hard to picture it now, but the cutoff is always somebody's winning by like two points, you know? So right. like, if you can get those two points now. Well, so that's why, that's why yesterday you bring that up. Like Ross Chastain wins both stages. So he gets the two playoff points. He's going to so, be good, by the way. Ross Chastain's good. Trackhouse racing has got to be thrilled. I just they're, want to say Ross, they're a new Ross, team, right? Yeah. Like they've Brand been around team. for like two years. Suarez is is uh, showing off too. Chastain's looking good. I just want to say Chastain came to my high school and did donuts, like what in, uh, in the parking lot? Yeah. What? How? I don't know why. I don't know how that was set up. It. I think it was. <laughs> he for just came in and did donuts. He came in and so like his car's there for I think it was the Xfinity series, and he's over there by. Like the uh, auto diesel shops, you know, and they and they bring him out, and he starts doing some donuts in his car. And I think he was there for like Safe Driving Delaware was a sponsor at the Dover race, and so he was just he was just at Sussex Tech High School just doing burnouts. That's awesome. And you know who they didn't tell was coming? They uh, they didn't tell they didn't me tell he Patrick was coming. They, nope. they didn't tell but him. you know what they you know what they had me do? They had me watch the footage, and see if there's anything cool. So I could work on a story for it. I was like, yeah, I really appreciate that. Man, that sucks, dude. Ross Chastain. Who, but who would have thought that he would have turned into the driver that he is today? Never, never yeah. would have thought. I'm excited. I'm going to the NASCAR race um, in Dover here in a few weeks. I guess it's more than a few weeks. Fan. Well, I'm trying fan. to get his press. I, I, I reached out to the proper people. 
I mean, you have the connection. And they read, and they did not get back to me. So I think oh, I well. might have to go over their head. Might have to text Dale Jr. Yeah, well, also, I mean, I know the guy that runs the media for Dover. I'm on his email list. So I can forward you his email. Forward me his email, yeah. I'm trying to get in there. And but I, I mean we have also we have a group going so it's like, but I will I will leave them to go down and how big's the group going? Man, it's getting bigger. It's because it, this is like the first time we've gone in a while. Dave Klein's inviting everybody, and I'm fine with that. Well, he's excited. Yeah, I'm excited. It's gonna be a good race. By What's the it? way, my NASCAR career. For those of you who want an update, so the other day, two days ago, no, Josh. a week ago, I raced. And, and I raced for a couple hours and I got, cause here's the thing. It's a lot about, it's all muscle memory, right? It's all about remembering what you did and being able to drive the tracks. And I was electric. So I was so good. I got, cause I raced for like a couple hours and I got in a groove. And by the end of those two hours, I was, I was winning races. And I thought that just meant I was getting better. Turns out I was just getting comfortable. And I was that night. And I, cause I, and I didn't, I didn't take any, I went on again, didn't take any of the muscle memory and then I sucked again. And now I'm trying to figure out how I can possibly make it so that I can consistently go on and not suck. But I think it's called something called practice. Yeah. Um, that was, it was pretty embarrassing for you the other night. I hopped on a little TikTok live and you finished last. I did. I did. I couldn't, I couldn't, I just. I don't know what it was. So then I got mad though. I uh, I after post live went and I, I went to uh, an actual track. Finished eighth. So and it was on the expert setting. Expert everything. So that's a pretty good finish for me. You take an eighth finish. Oh no, Patrick. I thought you were just like listening to me intently. Patrick's frozen, guys. Hey, not bad though. We didn't have Patrick really freeze this show. I know that's. I, it was funny. I was sitting there, and I was like, "Wow, the Wi-Fi is good." I was like, "This, this Dave Klein Wi-Fi is like we're stepping yeah, it out, it's right?" It up. And then, and then, as soon as we get to the NASCAR talk, where I'm gonna absolutely roast you, it's like the Wi-Fi knew it needed to protect you. <laughs> No, Patrick. I mean, I admit, Josh, I think, you were terrible the other night. You were. I horrendous. did not do great. I did not you do great. Out. You like almost. You arguably shouldn't have finished the race, and you're sitting there and you're going, "Why can't I turn? Why can't I turn?" Well, it's like Josh. Like normally, if you run your car into the wall enough times, it's not going to perform the way you want it to. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. I couldn't turn. That's why I went. Into and then the you wall. started. And then you started making the excuses. Well, the calibration settings off. The calibration. So then, it wasn't, so by the way, it wasn't. <laughs> I did recalibrate. So, right. So then you recalibrate it, and then guess what? It still happens. You you still can't win a race. Well, because I, I think something was off. I think the the garage changed a couple settings. But I need to. You're right. I need to fix it. I need to get good. I need to uh, make some adjustments because I got a two year plan, and right now we're we're falling behind. Uh, way behind. The thing. The funny thing is, is like part of me like i'm not gonna have this uh happen but like because i this is the last thing i need to start doing again as a 22 year old in uh college when there's other stuff i need to be doing is uh get my parents to ship me the ps4 down <laughs> and start playing nascar like that's the last thing i need to do but like i kind of have the itch dude it's been i've been like it's been a nice thing like on a friday night just 
giving myself two hours to sit down, do some racing. You got to get yourself a steering wheel, though. Well, I I did used to have the steering wheel back on the PS2. Hmm. I had the steering wheel. Didn't like it. Is it iRacing official, though? I don't think it was iRacing official. Uh, So, I don't know. It's tough. Because I, the thing is, is like in a perfect world where money isn't an option, like like money isn't an obstacle. You have a full simulator. I no, I have what you, you just have. have a regular NASCAR. No, no, I have what you have, so I can prove to you that I'm better no matter how. Oh, Patrick, Patrick, no, with me on the steering wheel on an actual track. Really? Because I watched you. I watched you not finish a race. No, no, that's dirt track. Do you understand how hard dirt is, Patrick? Yes, I do because we played it on the controller, and guess who figured it out? No, it's it harder on the steering wheel. It's races. harder on the. No, no, no. Yeah, and after three races, I'll figure it out too. I only race. No, two. you have, but you just you've ran like seventeen races on dirt, and you keep telling me Tony Stewart beat you every time. To, on the expert setting, Patrick, you were not on the expert settings. You were on hard. We were on the same best. settings, Josh, and I beat you head to head, and it wasn't. Yeah, close. but I'm saying now I'm on expert. You but, don't know the expert. And by the way, no, Patrick. On on listen, I think listen, I'm Patrick, a better driver Patrick, than you. Have you ever last night I raced Daytona expert settings? You know how hard that is. I started. I, I, I started saying it's hard because start, you have to started absolutely it, know what you're doing in the draft. Yeah, started in 39th and 16 laps. I finished eighth. That's great, Josh. So I would argue I'm a better restrictor plate driver than you. But that's, oh, not anymore. No, Patrick. Oh, I just can't wait for you to get back here. Are you coming? And I know you're not. Are you actually coming for spring break? You're not. So you're telling me I gotta wait till June. May, it's May, early May, early May, two months. I got. I'm. You're not gonna be ready, Patrick, because you're gonna be out of. You're gonna by be then. Out by of then. Practice. Well, and and I think the next thing you have to do is you have to you have to get an extra steering wheel and another another little simulator because you got to think you and Dave Klein have to go head to head. Has Dave Klein used it at all yet? Nah, <laughs> he's used it once. Did he like it? I think he did. Well, no, because he it was on like I had I had just the settings for him. Because he was like, it was a little too hard to ha- for him to handle. I think he, <laughs> we'll get, yeah, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. I think in a dream world, if he, he'll, if he didn't have projects, he'd want to use it. Right. No, no, no. hundred percent. He, he talks it about a it a gift. lot. Yeah. I think it was it's a good, good gift. I think so too. I think he'll use it eventually. Use it too. I think, yeah. I think he'll use it eventually. But anyway, Patrick, that's the show. Make sure you guys DM us if you're watching at this point to get a free mug. I pick some pancakes on Instagram. Uh, follow us on all our socials. Follow Patrick on TikTok now. And visit us at picksandpancakes.com to read everything that's happening in sports. Patrick, you have a wonderful day. A you peace. too, Josh.